स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू हेल्थ शॉट्स ब्रॉट यू बाय एच डी स्मार्ट कास्ट प्रेगनेंसी एंड पेरेंटहुड दीज आर द टू चॉइसिस वी मेक फॉर लाइफ फॉर सम ऑफ अस इट्स अ स्मूथ राइट फॉर द रेस्ट ऑफ अस इट्स समटाइम्स इवन डिफिकल्ट टू जस्ट बिगिन regardless we find it worth our while so much so that we opt for all kinds of fertility treatments one of the most notable being ivf so to make it a little easier at least at the beginning we bring to you this podcast ask the ivf expert is brought to you by parents of fertility powered by merck i'm your host deepthi ahuja and i will interview ivf experts from all over india to cover all sorts of questions you my dear would be parent might have in mind so are you ready to embark on your parenthood journey with fertility experts here we go previous episodes we have discussed in depth the lifestyle hacks that we if we are going through an ivf procedure must incorporate in our lives but the role our lifestyle choices plays on our reproductive health in general is gently overlooked so let's address that in this episode to lend her expertise and over two decades of experience we have with us dr rajapriya ayyappan who is senior obg fertility consultant at srinivas priya hospital chennai hi dr rajapriya how are you i am good hi lovely to be here with you today same here absolutely same here <laughs> Um so if a couple has been trying to conceive for at least you know one year without success is it possible that their lifestyle could be a contributing factor and to what extent see in today's modern life especially i'm in chennai a metro mm-hmm. city kind of everybody yeah. is in a rush so definitely yeah. lifestyle is a contributory factor and we notice a lot of the couples being working couples and sometimes there's a discordant lifestyle one is in the day shift one is in the night shift so mm-hmm. maybe not in the past but today lifestyle is key and um, another thing what we have noticed is there's a lot of unrealistic expectations it's like a smartphone era you press the button and things have to happen yeah. like there is that apple watch which keeps tracking what you are doing you're walking you're sleeping you're drinking water so yeah. i guess uh, fertility alone is something which happens at the subconscious level you just don't know which day the baby is actually forming inside you hmm. so i guess uh, that's something we have to impart to our young couples who are trying for a baby that lifestyle you don't implement it one fine day it's part and parcel of your growing up and uh, um, reaching the adult maturity phase of life and not live the night life and the crazy life so if you want to get married you set the style that yes this is a responsibility marriage is a responsibility parenthood is a responsibility right. so i'm signing up for discipline and a better lifestyle hmm discipline is something no one really wants <laughs> now but you know considering of course the fact that a lot of you know uh, us are not so disciplined um my next question is can any of these factors be controlled or reversed by you know making better choices improving certain daily habits um you know say for example someone drinks or smokes is it possible to you know have a healthier body if someone stops and if so then how long does it take do share a, you know few alternates that you know one can put into effect 
See, fundamentally, when we say lifestyle, it mm-hmm. means all about what you're eating, the quantity and the quality, the balance in it, how much of time you respect your own body and devote it towards exercise. Mm-hmm. And then how much of time you devote to your mind's health, is your mental health good? Uh, is your stress levels contributing to a positive energy level? And above all, your body machine needs good quality sleep. And there's something called as a diurnal cycle where the body knows this is the time to work, this is the time to sleep. That's a particular kind of a framework. Hmm. A lot of times in lifestyle sabotage, in our race towards entertainment or education or career or probably the peer pressure, we may Hmm. enter into wrong lifestyle habits. You just eat junk. You don't care about hours of quality sleep. You forget that uh, smoking or alcohol in excess can affect your overall health. And as you rightly said, if somebody decides to give up the bad habits, it's a habit. So excessive alcohol or tobacco is a bad habit. Everyone knows that. Mm. Social alcohol is slowly accepted as part of routine life. But tobacco is always quit tobacco. It's like with tobacco when it comes to fertility. Tobacco is extremely dangerous. It can affect the male fertility very badly. But today we are even having women who are going in for smoking. So we just take it as it's not right because in motherhood, uh, smoking can affect the weight and the growth of the baby. Right. So lifestyle, I think once we say it's your style, it's your style statement, it just doesn't come overnight in one day, right? It's something which happens over time. Yeah. So youth probably have to understand that you keep earning money on one side, you develop disease, you you go and earn the disease like diabetes, hypertension, (laughs) right? And then all the money you spent, you come and give it to us. I need a baby. And that's something which is just going to happen anyway. Wow, I, I suddenly feel like I'm being scolded. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad. I really see, I feel sad that how people have lost the connect with enjoying life every moment, no? the way That's it is. Very true, very rightly put. Um, now, of course, you know, uh, like you said, with men, it's smoking. It reduces the sperm count. It affects their fertility. And now women are also being asked to bid adieu to smoking and consume alcohol or, you know, even like to maintain an optimal uh, weight. Right. But to what extent is it only true for women? Because a lot of times, um, you know, the lifestyle choices, the weight of these lifestyle choices goes to women because that's what is visible. The female's reproductive health is the one thing that's most visible. So to what extent is this true that it's only a woman's responsibility? And what are the other things that could actually affect both like both individuals in a couple in terms of fertility when it comes to lifestyle? I completely agree. Maybe society looks at uh, it's the woman's responsibility or it's only the woman's lifestyle that matters. Mm. But honestly, for the fertility consultant, whenever we treat infertility, we never treat a single individual. I treat a couple. Both have equal roles to play. So when I have my first consultation, I always prefer to see the husband and the wife. It is not one person's responsibility. So, And lifestyle is something the couple experience. Mm-hmm. Now you, if your husband is so crazy about nightlife and he goes around, 
you have to give the company so it indirectly influences your lifestyle if he is a smoker you become a passive smoker hmm. so i think the key is you treat a couple and not one individual and one's lifestyle can influence the other so with respect to weight that is the body mass index we yeah. find that the kind of lifestyle the untimely food and timely quality of food this can also uh, sabotage you know the calorie balance and all that we find obesity as a huge challenge uh, you'll find that the wife is 110 kg and the husband will be 120 kg sometimes the wife is 120 kg and you'll find the husband is just 86 kg or something like that mm. there's discordance there there as well that is not good because the minute you're heavy the body mass index is something which we register uh, in the first consultation it is the amount of weight you're entitled to be for the given height which gives a marker of a uh, healthy uh, body like even if they are heavy say she is 90 kg but she is a 5 foot 6 inches then it is okay the body mass index may not be that bad and then we also look at what was the usual weight a lot of women are at a particular weight before marriage but within a year or two of marriage giving up life uh, taking the role of the homemaker wrong food choices yeah. and probably Uh, the love the husband shows is only with respect to food in covid times particularly that's yeah. the only love they could show so yeah. the sudden weight gain after marriage then cycles become irregular polycystic ovaries become worse so yeah. i am very very clear it's the couple's lifestyle that matters not the woman or the man in particular and in a relationship one can influence the other the husband can motivate the wife in a very healthy way to have good life choices and so to the wife can do and we need to have a particular weight balance so the body's homeostasis is maintained not too heavy not uh, too thin either way is not good because the fine cells of the body particularly the sperms and the eggs will bear the brunt of uh, uh, excessive body weight makes a lot of sense and and i'm so glad that you said that it's a couple that you treat not an individual and the fact that both uh, the individuals in a couple can influence each other in a good or a bad way um now what are some of the pro you know lifestyle changes and uh, science backed ways i mean of course i am a lay person so science backed ways that could help boost male fertility and increase sperm count Okay, now if you take uh, this is some uh, frequent question that comes uh, like what and all can I eat to make things better? Mm. So I always say point one, live nature based life in every area. Say you are living in Bombay, I am living in Chennai. Uh, mm. There is a traditional availability of a seasonal food, right? In this season, this vegetable is available in the market fresh. In this season, this fruit is there. So God created seasonal. vegetables and fruits just he knows that in this kind of a climatic condition this is conducive to your body's energy mechanisms so seasonal vegetables and fruits is the way to go non vegetarian in moderation 1 and 1/2 to 2 liters of water as a cleansing uh, mechanism and incorporate carbohydrates fats proteins vitamins and minerals so by eating a calorie conscious diet with sufficient proteins preferably high protein and incorporating seasonal vegetables and fruits you do good you don't have to buy expensive fruits or things which are not seasonal that's a simple way 
and then variety in your diet if on a monday you're taking apple on a tuesday you take a pomegranate on a wednesday you take a, a guava so something like that you bring in all the variety so you can cover the nutrient in every food item that's the simple thing generally nuts and seeds see seeds mm-hmm. are where life springs from so yeah. generally nuts and seeds are seen as a very good uh, fertility booster very very nicely put uh, dr rajapriya i don't think i'd ever thought about it in uh, you know that aspect that everything is seasonal and this is the nature's way of telling us what is actually going to be best for our digestive system for our body it's so beautifully put thank you um so of course undoubtedly the need of the hour is that's the truth right so you live in a place where you might be getting something else Hmm. so there's no magic mantra it's god is already given in the climatic conditions and the season this is good for you absolutely and another thing is this diet to lose weight no nobody knows what works for one person a particular diet works for another person it may not work right and any of these diet plans which you download from the computer and try to follow so you can name two or three diet plans you know of tell me No, I don't want to. Otherwise, I'll have to. Don't want to know it or find the way you are. But then you see these crazy full protein, full fat diets which are available. So basically, dieting does not mean starving yourself. Dieting means actually eating the right nutrition. Yes. The best thing to do would be to go to a nutritionist to find out. I am really telling you, don't even go to a nutrition person. (laughs) I, I always tell my patients, you need to lose weight. Don't expect any magic diet plan. or a particular thing we don't know how it's going to do to your body next is it sustainable you would do it for 3 months you will lose weight then what happens after 3 months so what we need to make as a choice is balance the quantity and proportions variety and a sustainable plan a sustainable you don't know if you'll get pregnant in 3 months or 6 months so whatever you put on your plate for breakfast lunch or dinner you cut off a portion cut off 35% cut off 40% depending on how heavy you are say you really need to lose some 20 kg of weight your plate should only be 50% full sometimes it'll even be only 25% can I, can i confess something i'm suddenly very hungry <laughs> <laughs> so that way negative calorie balance is achieved she doesn't mess with the kitchen of the house otherwise she get a diet plan the mother in law will get upset the budget in the family will go haywire 30 almonds and then all that it really is difficult right. so low calorie follow your kitchen cut down your plates portions yeah do it in a sustainable way do it in yes. a manner that uh, makes a lot of uh, sense to the rest of the family also and it's budgeted yes uh, and it's seasonal it's it's just natural if you just yeah. listen to the nature i think nature will take care of us in that That's sense right yeah but you know the thing is that um, of course there are different kinds of foods and everything but are there any certain foods or nutrients that are associated with better uh, fertility right. benefits than others right. is that something that even that differs in north india and south india now generally right. in south india if you take there's a lot of importance given to drumstick and drumstick related products oh okay, okay? and then there is figs figs are again taken as a very fertility uh, potential increasing fruit mm-hmm. so that's why i said greens all varieties of greens and particularly these seeds and nuts oriented kind yeah. of uh, fruits and there are so many things we don't know if it's a myth or reality they're related to the shape of the organ and if you see in china it will be a particular diet 
in north india certain products will be very uh, promoted right so is this possible for the person to access and is it reproducible as a science person i will say no because we don't have data 100 men took drumsticks every day for 100 days and at the end of it 75 of their wives got pregnant i don't have data like that to promote a particular right. uh, diet item mm-hmm. that is what i was actually coming to whether it's a myth it's just one of yeah, those yeah, you yeah. know things that come out in the market just to sell product or is it actually true but uh, kind of myth now there are certain products right you add saffron in your milk and drink your baby is going to be born fat and that's such a strong indian myth there is not one pregnant woman who wouldn't incorporate saffron in her milk yeah right? that is so true <laughs> And at the end of the day, it's a blood purifier. It's like an antioxidant. It is good yeah. for you, but it's not going to work on the complexion of the baby. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but that—that's how even fertility diets are. So that answers your question. Yeah. Uh, I cannot authenticate it. So, since we are talking about science-backed uh, data, authentic data, what is the scope of lifestyle factors on reproductive performance in general population? And are there any uh, are they any different from those undergoing infertility treatment? If so, how? See, what we have understood is in metro or mm-hmm. cities over the years, fertility is becoming a challenge. Yeah. One is the age of marriage has got postponed. Usually, in the early twenties, women used to get married, but uh, the literate, career-oriented women have postponed their uh, marriage age. Yeah. And even after marriage, they want to plan having the child. Like that takes another two to three years. Absolutely. So, in the end of uh, time, your best fertility age as a woman is between nineteen to twenty-four years of age. so most of them are today not getting married in that age or planning a baby in that age of course after you cross uh, 25 26 every year you keep falling down on the best prospects of fertility on mm. top of this comes lifestyle if mm. you see what kind of a lifestyle your grandmother or the previous generations had women don't know to squat and sit on the floor today their mm. food habits are so different drinking water is a a task by itself for most people you have to remember to drink water yeah. so i guess uh, we have moved away from the natural indian woman's way of life which has been there till date the traditional we are the modern women we have moved away and india is basically a very fertile country we have never had problems with fertility really? it is only in the last 20 years or so in the name of westernization i think things have gone for a different turn and fertility centers have sprung up all over in the last decade of course no but it's so surprising that it's just been the past 20 25 years that we've had this infertility issue um so you know we've uh, since you spoke of lifestyle a big part of it uh, you know uh, is also the psychological emotional stress that uh, we tend to get on a day to day basis like you know how you said that 19 to 24 is the age for a woman to get married and have kids or not get married and have kids i mean you know basically but the thing is that you have to be financially stable and this generation has faced two i think uh, two recessions the pandemic has just you know given us so much stress i i wonder 
that uh, um, what are the you know how infertility gets affected um, what is still speculative however is whether or not stress causes actually causes infertility and if one of the partners has an elevated level of stress or suffers from depression or anxiety or any of these uh, disorders can that affect a couple's ability to conceive definitely see the husband and wife stand as a, a great uh, a relationship in a couple right so if one person is not fine it's like a twin relationship no it will affect the other so particularly as you said if one is going through stress and depression the fundamental uh, essential act is a quality sexual life to be able to reproduce comfortably so if you are not good in the mind your sexual health will get affected intercourse is going to be sabotaged over time how will the husband get aroused if he finds his wife uh, depressed so this would indirectly lead to a secondary sexual dysfunction in the couple end of the day it would be infertility and most of the time mental health problems and sexual health problems are not openly discussed to the fertility consultant Absolutely. it is up to the consultant to crack that this is what is happening and that is why the infertility is happening right and to make this right i think today we have learned not just to look at the physical health not just to look at the ultrasound report semen report and tube test report and start talking about it mm-hmm. and robotically try to manage the situation but see that there is a great couple going through mental and sexual health problems and address it effectively that but goes a long way of course it does um what do you mean by sexual health issues i mean of course we've discussed mental health yes we yeah. discussed reproductive health yes but um, what what do sexual health hmm. okay sexual health is a lot of people right young people even working in the it industry uh, there are knowledge gaps and deficits in um, a quality sexual uh, intercourse which results in uh, the optimum uh, fertility success so there is is a gaps like when does ovulation happen so what is important for uh, uh, quality uh, vaginal intercourse that semen has to be there just when the eggs are coming out from the follicles things mm-hmm. like that are becoming important so a lot of them have an app then they track their fertility and they have a scheduled sex so it means like i'm very busy you're busy both <laughs> my egg has come out it's like that movie good news so you need to do it today yeah. it's a compelled scheduled sex to achieve a target as if it's a project yeah the <laughs> time the baby forming is a subconscious event the couple just don't know how the egg sperm meet in the tube and the fertilization happens so mm. it is key that in sexual health is good you should feel aroused the very presence of the couple the romantic there is something called as a romantic mood and mm. when the enough time is there the couple have energy and they are in a mood to have quality sex it should happen not because the doctor said today you are ovulating i saw in the ultrasound the follicle has ruptured then you instruct your husband he is a robot switch him on and say do it today <laughs> yeah. so that is sexual health uh-huh. right so over a period of time if you are able to have quality sex once in 2 to 3 days anywhere yeah. from 6 months to 1 year you will achieve your optimal fertility potential the baby will happen even if you have small errors in your reproductive system nature and time will heal will give results but 
if your lifestyle is bad you're stressing your, yourself that i've been trying 3 months why should you try it will happen you don't have to try just yes. stay happy just have quality sex have fun no doctor should enter into your bedroom you're the boss in your bedroom if it doesn't happen over a year we are there as fertility experts to decipher to unravel the mystery why it didn't happen we will make it happen hmm interesting and any last word of advice or some golden practices that i mean of course you said so many you shared so many with us but any one thing that you know we've left out that you'd personally recommend to a couple uh, which can help them protect their fertility especially when they're trying to conceive if you ask like about the indian marriage scenario yeah if the indian marriage scenario is happening solely between two families with the singular goal of reproduction then i think you should see the from the perspective of a medical horoscope how is your semen profile how is your general health are you ovulating well yes this lady is having eggs okay that way the purpose of the marriage that the child has to come within a year i mean certain families are like that yeah that's true rather so see the medical horoscope and get going that is one kind of marriage the other marriages we are two human beings we are of a particular personality we are great life partners for each other that's mm-hmm. a different marriage in my opinion so you take a year or two or three and then you can go for pre pregnancy counseling to find out why things are not happening and you go from there to identify your fertility potential after marriage and then depending on a timeline you can go depending on your pocket uh, budget you can go and achieve your goal with the 3 years of marriage so i hope that's my take home message either this or that we take away and that uh, little joke you cracked it came out of nowhere it was so surprising but it's so true that uh, there are so many families who put a lot of stress on young couples to have a baby within one year um but if if that's something that is not happening then they need to be loved and supported and uh, they need to be given information the gaps could be anywhere between uh their physical health or mental health or reproductive health or even sexual health for that matter of fact uh thank you so much uh dr rajapriya for your time this was a lovely chat it was so insightful i had a lot of fun i had a lot of laughs also thank you so i always tell my cousins my uh, all my patients the same thing marriage is a beautiful relationship stay happy let infertility not sabotage that relationship let it not take the laughter away from your faces let it not steal the sexual excitement in your bedrooms yeah and you should stay strong infertility is not, not a taboo you don't have to shy away from society it's mm-hmm. not a mandatory thing that should happen and you have not failed as a human being or as a couple because it didn't happen at a time frame so thank you so much for this opportunity to meet all your uh, listeners and it was lovely chatting with you like i think we had some real good fun talking to Absolutely. each other today thank you so much again that's it for this episode we'll be back with another one super soon until then chin up yaar aur koi bhi sawal ho to reach out to us at hd health shots For updates on this podcast follow us at HD Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Clubhouse and LinkedIn. To listen to more such podcasts log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se.
यू वर लिस्निंग टू हेल्थ शॉट्स ब्रॉट यू बाई एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट